0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: All right, we're coming to you live from the Rockin' Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Millions of Americans finance the home of their dreams with their help. They can help you to rockin' mortgage. Push button, get mortgage. The Player of the Week is brought to you by Granger. Let's take a look at the one who got it done this week. It's Titans running back Derek Henry. He ran for 188 yards and two TDs on just 23 carries to lead Tennessee to a 35-32 upset of the Chiefs in Smashville on Sunday. Derek Henry, the Player of the Week, brought to you by Granger. granger has got your back when it comes to the safety and industrial supplies that keep your facility running. Get what you need, when you need it, at Granger.com. Sunday, it's an NFL on CBS doubleheader featuring a battle between two of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the sport when... Jackson and the Ravens welcome Watson and the Texans to the Charm City, followed by New England bracing for another tough road game in Pharrell, Philadelphia against the Eagles. It all starts with JB and the guys on the NFL today at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific on CBS. Our toll-free hotline, 855 4 cbs brought to you by GEICO. Great news, you can save a bunch of money. All you have to do is switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com like Carver High did. And save up to 15% in, like, 15 minutes. It's ridiculous. What a deal. All right. So that Laker game is 109-108 with five minutes left. The Brooklyn-Utah game is 94 apiece with nine and change left in Salt Lake Shakers. And that game's getting rowdy. The crowd's getting all kinds of lit again, as usual, in Salt Lake. They get all kinds of worked up. They'll, I mean, the profanity coming out of that crowd. I mean, have you ever seen that place when they get hostile? The
2: Just ask uh, Russell Westbrook, right? Right. He's had some run-ins there.
1: He doesn't like it there. Atlanta 104-101 in Denver with six and a half to go. And I'm watching Portland and Sacramento. Blazers at the half on the road in Sacktown. 49-46. Blazers lead. Now, college basketball, Oregon leads Memphis. They're going to win. They're up eight with 20 seconds to go. And I was looking at uh, a lot of the games tonight. I mean, there was all kinds of good games. You already know Kentucky lost. Auburn beat South Alabama by just one. And uh, Iowa State blew out Northern Illinois 70-52. to TCU beat... Uh, Louisiana, I mean, blew him out, 98 Texas over Cal Baptist, California Baptist. They beat them by 13. And then Butler, right now, nine left in the second half. That's the last I got on it. 42-39, Butler leads the Gophers. Tennessee trails Murray State in Knoxville, 51-45 with 15 minutes left. Miami leads Central Florida by one with 17 minutes left. Stanford beating up on Long Beach, 55-24 with 15 left. Utah State blowing out Denver, 69-35-11 left. UTEP leads New Mexico State by six. And then um, Nevada and Texas Arlington are underway. 9-8. 9-8. There's that chick. Maybe uh, we could ask, say something to her. I don't want to, like, throw her off her game or anything. Can I just tell her to give me a bag? That's all. I'll do, the, I'll do the rest. So I bit my tongue. And I mean to tell you, I bit my tongue off. I literally, I'll do it if she, because it's just filled with blood. I'll do it. Just give me a bag and I'll do it. I, I, got, I got it. Thank you. Carver, hi, thank you very much. So I bit my tongue off, and then I was just gushing blood. And, I mean, I filled up this garbage can with a like gallon of blood. And, I mean, it is so disgusting. But uh, it was when Brando was coming on. The minute we went to Tim Brando, when I started that interview, you didn't know it. But I was in here just suffering. I mean, I was just gushing blood. It's Unbelievable. Anyway, uh, I I survived. Gonzaga up on North Dakota, 72-48, 11 left. Uh, South Dakota State up 4-3 on USC out of the gates. And then there's other games. Uh, Fresno and San Diego are underway. Fresno 8-4 out of the gates. And then I'm just looking at any of these other ones. Uh, Washington leading uh, Mount St. Mary's 27-24, 17 minutes left. Houston beat Alabama State, 84-56. These games, Irvine and uh, Pacific, 22-12, Irvine. So there's just, I mean, there's so much. That Kentucky game was uh, 67-64, Evansville. It was crazy. Georgia beat Citadel, 95-86. Citadel covered. William & Mary over Wofford by one. App State. By six over East Carolina. They were laying six and a hook. Chattanooga beat Troy, 74-68. Pitt over Robert Morris, 71-57. And Air Force beat Army, 69-57. I'm just looking for any of these. Duke, 105-54 over Central Arkansas. Tough schedule, Duke plays. I got to tell you, those some of those, I mean, just lining up the tough games. Central Arkansas. You know, Arkansas, got to be hard on them tonight. They probably got, you know, they're probably gassed after that one. Jesus, what a pansy-ass schedule they play. Honest to God. What is that? What? They shouldn't even be allowed to play that game. Uh, Honest to God. What is that? And then what? They'll be number one next week. Count on that after Kentucky lost. But how about we've already seen Michigan State lose as number one. Kentucky loses number one. We're going to see number ones dropping like flies this year, it looks like. Indiana beat North Alabama. Tough game for the Hoosiers there. 91-65. These games are so embarrassing that these teams play. It really is. Is it it not laughable? It really is laughable.
2: It's laughable. The games, as we know, they they don't matter. And, And it shows you how little the November ones do. Like, even tonight, like, Kentucky loses to Evansville or whatever. Uh, that doesn't matter. At the end of the day, Kentucky can go on and win the SEC and be a, top be a one seed, seed in a, a tournament. Like them losing tonight, at you know, is it embarrassing? You know, tonight, sure. But in the scope of the entire college basketball season, when we're at Selection Sunday, nobody's gonna even remember that Kentucky lost to Evansville. They just won't.
1: Well, yeah, because they'll be in the tournament. And they'll be right. a top it does, seed. It doesn't matter. Because they uh, obviously uh, didn't take them seriously no, at all. No, no, not at all. That's after they just won the big game, right? Didn't they beat uh, Michigan State yeah. or something? You know, it's unbelievable to me though. These these cream yeah. puffs they play. Like Evansville is a lot better than some, like you know, some of these other schools. Central Arkansas. I'm sorry, but I mean it. Really is. It's truly unbelievable. Some of the games that they play. I can't even uh, believe it. So Steph Curry says uh, he needs a second surgery and still expects to play. I definitely expect uh, to be ready to play. I don't know when, but at some point in the spring, it's just a, a matter of the rehab process. I've never really dealt with a hand injury like this. He'll be under no pressure to return quickly this season. In fact... How many miles he has on his body over the last five years, some extended time off could be beneficial for the two time MVP. Are you listening to this? How ridiculous. How funny is that? So so he's injured, he breaks his hand, right? So they're saying, you know what you should do? Just take the whole year off. Because the last five years you've been so busy winning titles that you need a you need a really good, nice vacation. You need to because we're gonna pay you forty million dollars anyway. But we, I, we just think you should take some time off with the family and go to Barbados because you just have worked way too hard as a professional basketball player, uh, you know, staying in five-star hotels and flying on uh, first class uh, it, it, and, you know, and eating in five-star restaurants and making $40 million a year. It's got to be tough for you to get out of bed in the morning. I mean, it really, you need some uh, quality time off. Like, take the whole year off because you're a candy ass. Why don't you go with all the other candy asses on your team and take the whole year off? And then remember the last cry baby you had on your team? He ran off and had to make a new lover in, in Brooklyn with Kyrie because he couldn't hang with uh, Green giving him the business. So when Green gave him the business, uh, Pansy Ass had to run to Brooklyn and start another super team because he didn't like being ridiculed by Draymond Green who no one talks down to. He said it again yesterday. I'm a grown man with my own children. No one talks to me that way. I'll beat your ass, refs or otherwise. He doesn't listen to anybody, not the commissioner, not the head coach. He's his own man. He's a grown man. Is there anything funnier than people that pull that one out of their uh, dairy air still in life? How many people have you heard pull that one out? Uh, you know, the, I'm a grown man. I'm a grown man. You're talking to a grown man. Shut the forella. Is that the dumbest thing anyone's ever said in their face coming out of their mouth ever? I'm a grown man. I have my own children. Shut up. I mean, how pathetic is that? I'm a grown man. No, you don't talk to me that way. Well, sure I do. I just did. Like, how funny is this guy? He's another one. When's he going to quit? Is the whole team going to quit? Because I know they've all quit. They're a bunch of quitters is what they are. The, the What are they? The They went to five straight finals, and now they're all a bunch of pansy-ass quitters. Is that what they are? And their coach, uh, let me guess. Is he going to start having back problems again? Going to take a year off? Is that about due? Or, or is he going to quit too? Because he knows his great winning percentage is going down the toilet this year. I'm about ready for him to step aside and quit. Because that's what he is too, right? A quitter? Is he going to be the next one to quit? Because the rest of them have. I mean, this guy saying he's not going to play this year is the most laughable thing I've ever heard. I I broke my hand. I played again. I mean, honestly. What is that? He breaks his hand six weeks, and then I told you another six for— PT, 12 weeks. We know what's It's four months, here. but you're taking the whole year off They're because you lose.
2: They're going in the tank. They're going in the tank. That is, it's criminal.
1: it's absolutely criminal,
2: and it's wrong. It's criminal. And when he's healthy, he should play. But this is the strategy here. They just came off five tremendous years where they won what? Three titles, went to five straight finals, they won three titles, they lost two of them, right? Lost to Cleveland, lost to Toronto. Now they get to take this year. Clay gets to get healthy. Steph can take a year off with a broken hand. Whatever. I'm sure at some point Draymond will be other hand. At some point Draymond will take a month or two off, too. And they'll tank this year out. And they'll have all three of those guys coming back healthy next year with D low too. And possibly one of the five or six best players in the draft this year. And then they can start uh, the I'm cycle right back over.
1: So Let's talk about uh, another bunch of posers, the Knicks. Oh. They lost again tonight. They got blown out again. And meanwhile, it was tied at 94, right, in the fourth. And then they, like, never scored again. They were shut down literally the last seven minutes of the game or something. They, they like, l- legitimately never scored again in the game. And didn't they end up getting whacked by, at the end of the day? They got whacked. Cody White hit a bunch of threes. Seven
2: threes in the seven fourth. Seven threes.
1: I, I saw one of his step-back threes. It was ridiculous. But a good game going on right now. The Lakers lead the Suns by one. Make it four after a three-bomb by Caruso. Maybe it was uh, Kuzma that hit it. I think it was. Kuzma hit a three-bomb. And now it's 117-113 with two minutes left. It's just a great game. Rubio, 21. Booker, 21. Baines, 20. And then uh, Kuzma's got 20. Davis, 22. LeBron, 19. And uh, Dwight Howard, 12, and nine boards. They've actually liked uh, Dwight Howard in the middle for him doing stuff. He's looked really good, and he hasn't given him any problems yet. That's, you know, three weeks into the season. I'm, I'm waiting for, you know, the flu to drop in there any time now. But the other good game I told you about is the Nets game. I, I got to check that game out. And the end of this uh, Laker game eight five five two one two four CBS to get on the bench. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, so Mafia, you watch uh, the Knicks, and you know I watched them tonight. Whatever, and they, you know, once again, they don't know how to close a game out. Like they're tied ninety four apiece. And I'm watching a game. I'm like, they, you know, they're in it. They're they're playing tough. And I'm like, this is good. And then they lose by 18. They they got blown out uh, 35-17 in the fourth. They legitimately, it was 94-piece, and they, like, never scored again. They scored eight more points the rest of the game. And they gave up. It was 94-piece, and they gave up 120. I mean, it was humiliating. Kobe White going off. Now, R.J. Barrett had 21. Now, they're saying that Kevin Knox, Mitchell Robinson, and, you know, Barrett, the young Knicks, are making progress. Now, I, Nilakina's part of that group. He's been there, what, three years? So, I I just, I I disagree with that. Like, I like Mitchell. I, I like the way he blocks shots and the way he, you know, has dedicated his life to playing defense, but... Uh, you know, he's not playing tonight. He's injured. So, uh, you know, he's not in the mix. And then I got Knox. He has 10. He's uh, three of seven from the floor. He can shoot threes. The guy can hit threes. He hit a couple of them in the game. I, you know, he shot 44% from downtown. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. But, you know, at Barrett tonight, I liked his game tonight. 21 points, eight of 16 from the floor, two of four from downtown, three of six from the line, nine dimes, six boards, two steals. That's a good game. But uh, the problem I'm having is, I'll be honest with you, and you tell me, Mafia. Bobby Portis, one night has 20, 80s to talk of the town. The next night, he sucks. The next night, he's decent. The next night, like tonight, he had seven points in 20 minutes. And it, it's just pathetic. It's so erratic. They're, they have all these forwards, and he's allegedly a center, but they have all these forwards that, uh, you know, bottom line is, and, and they don't call him a hey, Gibson's a forward, Randall's a forward, Morris is a forward, Portis is a forward. That's all there is to it. They have all these forwards. You heard uh, Geltsiler talking about it. And the bottom line is, is that, you know, uh, all of them have been puke. Like, even Randall has not, he looks miserable playing with the Knicks. Like, he, like I think he's got a look on his face like, I, why did I decide to play here? Because he was playing so much better in New Orleans. It's not even funny.
3: Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like we talked about, and like Gelt, you know, mentioned, they signed all these guys that pretty much play the same position. So you're throwing a bunch of them out there, so they're playing either out of position or they're not getting minutes because Fizdale keeps changing the rotation. You don't have a set. This is the starter. This is the guy that's, you know, six-man off the bench. This is the other guy that's going to fill in. It changes by the game. So these guys aren't getting consistent minutes. They're not getting consistent lineups where they're playing, you know, with certain guys and they get used to how each other plays, where they got to help on defense, where the guy's going to be on offense. They just don't know what they're going to be doing game to game. And if you don't get that, you don't have that going, then how are these guys going to know how to play with each other or who they're playing with and get any better? It's just going to be the same hodgepodge of, okay, my turn to shoot. Okay, now I'm going to try to take over. I mean, just guys like Morris just try to do everything, and it's kind of holding these young guys back.
1: Did you see Nellikina tonight? He played 30 minutes. He had three points. I yeah. mean, he's so – he like a roller coaster. You don't know what you're getting with the guy ever.
3: Once wh- these other guys get back and, and in full shape, he's going to be buried again. Once Dennis Smith Jr. You know, is back at full strength. He missed a while, so they're holding him back on the minutes right now. They're he, working him in him slowly. That
1: guy has turned into something is going on with him. I don't care what you say because you cannot have that kind of athleticism. You cannot have that kind of, do you remember him in Dallas dunking the ball yeah. all over
3: everybody's face?
1: Now, he's do you understand? Here, he was awesome. He had zero tonight in 14 minutes – And then he's averaging one point a game I mean it it is unbelievable he's averaging one point a game and he's not getting any burn his career he's a 14 point guy what is wrong with that guy I, I don't get is he on drugs I don't know what the deal how do you score 14 a game in the NBA for a living you're a star player like he was a young star player in Dallas Without a doubt, high draft pick, right? And then the Knicks get him, and he's an absolute wash. He's one point a game. Now, I know his, uh, someone died in his family, and I know he had to go deal with that. That's fine. I'm sorry to hear that, but he sucked before that happened. Do you understand? Like, he was terrible before that death. Then he left to go deal with the death, and then he came back. He's back now. And tonight he was absolutely dreadful. I don't understand and then I got to tell you, the way Perry and Mills handled it with the presser on Sunday after they lost to Cleveland, that the, that those two clowns would go on record, go in front of the New York media and sit there and throw Fisdale under the bus like that is all you need to know about those two backstabbers. I mean, honestly, can you imagine what team in the NBA, name one team that does that, name one team that will take the GM and front office you know, brass and literally have a press conference after a loss and talk about firing your coach. Who does that? Who who throws their coach under the bus in front of the media after a game? They have a press conference to talk about they're not happy with Fisdale and the Knicks. The way they've handled this, if if I were Dolan, I swear to God, and I know he won't I feel like he won't do it because he's been, like, lovers with Mills for, like, 20 years. Perry, I don't think he cares about one lick. But if I were him, seriously, right now, I'd fire all of them. All three of them. I'd get, rid, I'd, I'd, I'd get rid of all of them because the bottom line is is that Jesus could coach this team, and they're not going to win. Finsdale's not winning with this team ever. They, will, the they will never win. 27 and a half wins. Good luck. That was the over-under in Vegas. What they win last year? 17? They are so pathetic that it is absolutely abhorrent even like watching them. Like watching Fisdale coach is laughable. And watching Mills and Perry is even – it's like going to stand-up comedy. It really is. Why in God's name – and I know you said last night money – but why in God's name, even for money, even for money, would you take a job with James Dolan to go to work at the Garden for the Knicks and all you do is lose and your career goes down the toilet? Everyone that goes there, their career ends. Phil Jackson, now I, he was old, but his career ended there. He's finished, like completely finished. By the time he was done, he was smoking bowls with Bill Walton and a teepee up in the woods somewhere. I mean, trust me, you that guy's finished. All you had to do was hang around Jim Dolan, And the Knicks for a few years. And and I got to tell you, the job he did was porous. He's the one that brought Nilekina here. Nilekina couldn't play in our league. I mean, honestly, he's terrible. He's a terrible player. And they keep trying to sell me that he's some good player. He sucks.
3: Right. Phil Jackson was finished before he came here. That was the thing. He just did the money grab. He barely showed up, barely did his job. It was He's like, jump. yeah, I'll just take your checks. That's but fine.
1: But why would anyone want that job? Anyone. Why would uh, Jerry, leave Toronto That when they win every night, even without Kawhi they're winning? Why would he leave that for no, this? I
2: don't think that smart people would take the job. I, I think just that, dumb people. No, I, I think that you need to find somebody desperate. And, and, and as far as the coach goes, I think there is one guy who's desperate enough and knows the Knicks well enough that I think he would take the job but you still need to clean up the front office end. I honestly think that Mark Jackson would take the job if they offered it to him. He's desperate enough to coach again. We've seen it for years. Knows the Knicks, obviously. I think that Mark Jackson's a guy. Are now. people saying he should get the job? I, I mean, his name's floated around there. But when you think of somebody desperate enough to take the Nick job, who maybe garners
3: enough respect,
1: right. uh, it might be him. They love Jackson in New York. I'll give you that.
3: But they definitely, you're right, have to clean out the front office. That's been a problem with Dolan the whole time he's on the Knicks because the Rangers, at least he stays out. He doesn't know hockey. He lets them do their thing. The Knicks he's always messed with for years. He left, uh, you know, presidents in there that just did terrible, including Mills, including, you know, some of these other guys that he's had in the past. All of them, Isaiah. Isaiah Thomas. I mean, he's just done it over and over again, he thinks he knows what's going on there, and he doesn't. And he just lets crap stay there. Mills should have been gone years ago. That's the problem with this team is that Mills has made it trash. I mean, Fisdale came in because he was gonna get to coach Porzingis when he came back this year. Halfway through his first season, they get rid of Porzingis and leave him with this roster, which just looks like you and me going playing pickup on a Saturday morning. It's just okay. Those four guys got next. Doesn't matter position. Doesn't matter how good they are. They're the next guys waiting. Let's throw them in because that's what it looks like. Four was, random guys. Mills
1: was doing. He was working at Barclays before, when they brought him back from the dead. They brought right. him back to the Garden. He was, he was in the financial world. I mean, he, if
3: you look at his record, it's like 200 games below 500 in the time that he's been there with the Knicks you know, as president.
1: He obviously, uh, it, it's painfully obvious now to me, and I think a lot of people, he has absolutely no idea what he's doing. He needs to go back into financials. Get, get out of basketball. He's terrible. Remember when they had Grunfeld, right? And then uh, they screwed him, too. I mean, it is absolutely, it's like a bad movie. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. Don't forget to sign up for PharrellOnTheBench.com. Everybody's doing it. The best cipher picks, top shelf results, killer price, unequal football snags, hoops as a slam dunk, hockey winners, boxing, MMA, we're in knockout. Sign up today, PharrellOnTheBench.com. Last week, college football, 63% of my bets hit, 60% of my top 10 spreads hit. Pros, five of the 10 weeks I've been in the 70 percentile bracket, which is incredible. Last Sunday was crap, but every other Sunday has been awesome. So I'm bound to have a bad day once in a while. Hopefully we'll turn it around this week. I already hit the uh, Seahawks uh, spread on Monday night. Let's see what we do. Uh, Thursday night, you got Brown Steelers. Pharrell on Sign up today. Hide the money from your wife. So Colin Kaepernick is getting a private workout uh, for every team in the league on Saturday in Atlanta. Now... Jason Lock and Vora wrote a, a column tonight on CBS Sports about how it's a great thing uh, that it's happened and that, you know, bottom line, uh, he says it's, you know, he was do this and, you know, uh, that, that they've never done this before for anyone. They have never done anything like this ever for anyone. Uh, they obviously... Uh, he says they're making uh, real progress, uh, getting it right. Uh, the guy has uh, conducted himself in the way his lawyers and reps have uh, persevered in this matter. It was the right thing to do, according to Lock and Fora. Um, and, you know, the shunning of Kaepernick had uh, gone on long enough, he said. It's a bad look for all involved. It uh, should have never come to this especially for a league that embraced second chances for men who've done way worse, been accused and convicted of far worse people uh, that get the jobs. Uh, so uh, the effort to schedule workout for him is, is a noble gesture, it says, and a meaningful one. He had already settled a lawsuit over collusion accusations, but the quarterback had not been uh, given a shot in the league. Even his owners pledged $90 million for the types of social justice initiatives that Kaepernick was championing. So the timing and haste with which it all was decided was announced, and uh, it didn't do Kaepernick any favors. Thus, people are saying that, you know, usually free agents work out on Tuesdays for NFL teams, and that on a Saturday, it's a problem for everybody. Coaches won't be there. They're on the road. They're, they're with their teams. Uh, assistant coaches are on the road with their teams. Scouts are at college football games on Saturdays, and so the question begs, who's gonna be there? Who are they gonna send? The accountant? I mean, the bottom line is, part of the announcement was, is that he would uh, do, he agreed to do the workout if they had people there that were legitimately capable of signing him, right? You know what I mean? Like, the representative from the team that's there, at least one of them has to be someone that has the capability to to make a move, You know what I mean? That you work him out and you could actually offer him a deal right then and there. And, uh, it caught Kaepernick by surprise. Allegedly he didn't see it coming. Um, it was a take it or leave it offer. They sent an invite to all the teams and it would be in Atlanta. There's no wiggle room, take it or leave it. And then, uh, You know, there's not a lot of time here. So it's this Saturday. So, um, he didn't have, he had two hours to make a decision. He made it. He's doing the workout and, um, he just wants to get back in the league. He was 29 when he left the league, right? So now what is he, how long ago was it? Three years. So he's 32. And, uh.
3: So this is huge. Yeah, he just turned 32 at the beginning of the
1: month. They're saying, you know, we'll see which team's uh, personnel commit to going to the uh, turnaround. The quick turnaround from announcement to workout gives them an easy out if they do not attend. And he's the last one to get the Niners to the Super Bowl. And I love the way he wrote this. Will it be sufficient to show Kaepernick is worthy of the kind of opportunities routinely afforded to guys like Blake Bortles, Blaine Gabbert, Matt Schaub, and Nate Peterman? I mean the list goes on and on worse than that. There's there's quarterbacks worse than those guys playing in the league. Plenty of them. Do you think he uh will work out and get a job? What do you think?
3: No, I don't. I think he'll work out. I think there might be some people there, but I don't think it's going to get him a job. I mean, for me, the timing is terrible. I mean, not only like you said, you mentioned about it, everyone being on the road for games, everyone being on, you know, at college football games, it's also so late in the season that no one's gonna bring him in to me and reboot their system for him. If you're gonna do this, you gotta do this in the off season. Teams who maybe are more quarterback hungry because they're not sold on their starter or want somebody to push their starter might bring him in. Maybe a situation you know, if this was in the off season, maybe Tennessee brings him in instead of you know Tannehill or some of these other situations where he could have gone elsewhere and pushed the starter. To me now, everything's set. Like, you have your playbook and everything going. Everyone's learned everything. You're not going to throw him in the mix at the end of the season.
1: Do you think that um, he's stupid not to, like, play in the XFL and be a star there because he's so uh, hell-bent on being in the NFL? Meanwhile, no one's giving him a look or a job or even an offer. Would he be better off just playing in the XFL? If
3: they offer him enough money, why not? I mean, because this Cause, workout's I mean, nice. You're going to do honestly. this. But if it doesn't get you anything, you got to get a paycheck, right?
1: He doesn't need a paycheck. He
3: He's, doesn't need a paycheck. He, he got he settled for
2: millions with the league. league. Uh, I mean, I just feel like he'd go in there and just he'd embarrass people, like any NFL quarterback, legit NFL quarterback would. No,
1: Landry Jones isn't going to humiliate Landry anyone. Landry Jones
2: not a legitimate NFL quarterback.
1: <laughs> the Steelers thought he was. Well,
2: that's the Steelers' problem. But I mean, I think that Colin Kaepernick would even not playing for three years. He'd eat that hack league alive if he played in that thing.
1: So why is that so bad for him? Then people could see what he could do. This Saturday workout that nobody's going to – what are they going to send, a pencil pusher?
2: I think the Saturday workout is part of the thing like I was reading earlier from Freeman. Like it's a sham
1: because you know on Saturday like you were just saying and Jason was
2: saying, nobody's going to be there. Nobody's going to be there on a Saturday during the season.
3: Especially on four days' notice.
1: How much money do you think he got in that settlement? He got a good check. He made millions, and then he's making millions off of Nike, isn't he? Isn't he like a huge spokesman for Nike and all that and changing the world? He actually makes good money, doesn't he? I think he does. It is without reservation that I say that that guy was colluded against for just absolute certainty, right? I mean, like, how could it be anything else? Have you ever seen anything like how that guy got blackballed by the NFL?
3: And they're doing it again. Like you said, they gave him two hours to say, hey, we're doing this You know, four days from now. Do you want it or don't you? Hurry up. <laughs> like, you got to get your stuff together. You got to get it. here and probably not going to have anybody show up. You want it? Sign it by 5 o'clock or you're fired.
1: Where have we heard that before? I
3: mean, hope number one was, by him, was him saying, that's ridiculous. I'm not showing up. And then they'll be like, hey, we tried and he didn't want to come. And then hope number two is, we're doing this so late in the season. Everyone's so busy. No one's going to show up anyway is you know stages of them with their denial that we did all we could and just he wasn't But do you think you know, like
1: the, we all know the guy can play quarterback right he was he was pretty good right i mean all things being equal did he you, was
3: they, i mean even that they, year yeah. they had under chip kelly and the, the last year the 49ers like the team sucked but he wasn't bad so this was
1: all about the activism right and being uh you know standing up for something and, and making a, a statement and, and being, frankly, political, being an activist, going after, uh, you know, human rights and uh, the abuse of, uh, you know, police abuse, right? You know, um, can you believe what they did to him? Like, seriously, that they, like, legitimately rubbed him out of the league completely because of what he stood for and that he tried to do what was right. I mean, that's really what he stood for, right? He he did something that was, you know, without a doubt, a problem. Is, is that about right? Is that fair to say? Like, no one's arguing with what he stood for, right? That he actually, you know, what he fought for, he was right. <laughs> was he not? And then he got treated like a pariah. Did he not? I mean, was it not incredible with the way they treated him? I mean, honestly, like, the guy was right. He was dead right.
3: Yeah, considering how you know there are plenty of other guys who were involved in that, and they got jobs like Reed, like you know the, the Bennett's were heavily involved in the protests. Other guys, I don't think it's just blacks like either.
1: I, I do not believe that. No, it's there just... were,
3: there were other you know. Caucasian players that still with them. I think the thing that hurt no, But him I mean, off- all
1: of the uh, police abuse goes all, all ages, all walks, all races.
3: Right, uh, especially minority groups. Without
1: a doubt. But I think that they actually, what he's talking about, like it became more of a black issue, but I think it's more of a, a uh, an issue of all walks of life. I think everyone uh, has a problem. A lot of people have a problem with the popo, with the way they treat people. Now, listen. I'm a huge fan of the cops. I always have been. But there are bad cops, right? There's no getting around it. And uh, the, the the abuse of power and the treatment of, of, of people, of race and, and otherwise, has been clearly abused, right? Is that not about right? I mean, you could argue that till the cows come home. So I, I think it's a, a real problem. And he stood for something. And, and look what it got him. It's unbelievable. It really is. You know what I mean? He's almost treated like uh, a whistleblower, right? Like they, uh, you know, you're, you're a castaway, right? They send you off to your own island, and, and nobody wants anything to do with you, right? So it really is unbelievable. Do you think that he'll uh, get a job? Do you think this will work for him? Or do you think this is the final straw of the NFL saying, all right, we've already settled a lawsuit with you. Now we're going to try to make ourselves look good by giving you a workout for all 32 teams. And if somebody shows up and offers you a job, so be it. And if they don't, you lose. Call the show. I know you have an opinion about Colin Kaepernick. He's getting a workout Saturday in Atlanta finally. That only took three years. Do you think he should get a gig in the NFL again? Do you think he should go to the XFL what do you think? I know you have something to say for once in your miserable life. Crack a cold one. Call me up. 855-2124-CBS. This is all on a Bench on CBS Sports Radio.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,